uh, prepare our hearts to, to go into the word of the Lord tonight. Uh, a very good <clears throat> lesson that we're going to be um, talking about tonight. We're going into the book of Galatians. Let's go to the book of Galatians. Um, Galatians, the sixth chapter. I'm going to read verses one through five. I'm going to read verses one through five. However, I'm just going to, we're just going to pick one of the verses uh, that we're actually going to focus on um, tonight in depth. All right. That's Galatians, the sixth chapter. Very familiar passage of scripture. Hope you all got you some tea, some coffee. Keep you warmed up. Amen. Uh, tonight. All right. So Galatians, the sixth chapter and uh, verses one through five. All right. Let's see what it says. Look what it says. It says, brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself lest thou also be tempted. Well, I want you to uh, pay close attention to verse number two. It says, bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Verse three, four, if a man think himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. But let every man prove his own work, and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. Then I want you to play, uh, pay close attention to verse number, uh, verse number five. Verse number five says, for every man shall bear his own burdens. For every man shall bear his own burdens. Uh, I want you to see that. We have anxiety. We have fear, depression, heavy burden. All right. Um, I like another translation. I want to read it from a different translation that would help me with um, our topic for tonight. Another translation simply says this. It says every person will have to bear his own load of oppressive faults. Every person will have to bear his own load of oppressive uh, faults. Now, now let, let me let me let, let me just start off by saying that there is no contradiction between verses two and five. All right, but before we get into that, I'm going to talk about I'm going to talk about before I get into that the battle within the battle within. This is what I'm going to deal with tonight, the battle within. I know that um, I trust everybody on here is saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, everybody on their way to heaven. So what I'm going to talk about tonight has nothing to do with your salvation. It has nothing to do with whether or not you believe God, whether you trust God or not. We're going to deal with the battle within, the battle within. All right. And so, uh, like I just said, that there's no contradiction with verse two. Verse two says, bear one another's burdens. And then verse five turns around and tell us to bear our own burden. <laughs> Somebody say, I'm a little confused now. Wait one minute. He's talking about bear each other's burdens. And the next minute he's telling me to bear my own. Well, so that... Just in case that may have crossed somebody's mind, let it be. Let us be reminded that Christ gave and sacrificed Himself to reach out to man, 
Okay, he bore the sins of man for man. We, of course, cannot bear the sins of men. Okay, we can't bear each other's sins, but we can bear the burdens of each other, for we all suffer under the weight of sin. All right, whether the sins are known or not. I need y'all to understand that this scripture here really deals it deals with sin. Some of y'all been trying to carry some burdens that don't belong to you. You've been carrying other people's burdens, and then you've been trying to use, you've been using this passage of scripture to do it. Well, I, I just want you to know tonight, I want to make this scripture very clear uh, of what the author of the book of Galatians is talking about. He's speaking of the burden. He's speaking of the weight of sin. And so when when he speaks of, when he says, bear the burdens of each other, bear one another's burden, really what if that's being translated to say is be compassionate. All right, pray for the other person. Forgive the other person. Be warm and tender. He's saying uh, uh, sympathize, encourage, all right? Now, we're not encouraging the individual to continue in sin, but we're going to encourage them, and then we're going to share the promises of God to them. All right? We're going to share the promises of God to them. And so the amplified version that we read said, every person will have to bear his own load of oppressive faults. And so the point of this verse is to is to warn the believer, is to warn us that, that, that we are personally responsible to the Lord for our own behavior and it shall be judged for what we have done. Can't put the blame on nobody. Every believer has his own burdens his or her own weight of faults and sins to bear. I want to make this very plain. And so it is, it is, it is these that he and she is to be carrying, looking after, examining and judging. All right. Uh, 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 He can never overcome them unless he gets his eyes off the failures of others and concentrate on the burden of his own failure. Concentrate on the burden of your own sin. Concentrate on what you are going through. Now, somebody said, well, Pastor, wait a minute. You keep mentioning this word sin. You know, I'm saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. I I don't sin. You all know that, that that there's a sin of commission. Those are the sins that we commit. And then there's a sin of omission. Now, the sin of omission is omitting those things that God have commanded us to do, and we don't do them. That's the sin of omission. And, 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 and I'm not going to ask you all the question. How many of you all, I don't want you to answer, rather, how many of you all do everything that the Lord tells you to do? I'm not talking about I'm not talking about known sins. We know not to do known sins. But sometimes God speaks to us and tells us to do certain things. And sometimes we're too busy and we don't do it. Well, that's the, that's sin. Oh, I said that's sin. That's the sin of omission. And, 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 and so right down first John, first John, the first chapter, verses uh, eight and ten. St. John, the uh, first chapter, verses 8 and 10, because I think this will help us because John simply says, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But now here's a good part. He says in verse 9, he says, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 
Then in verse 10, he says, if we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. And so, and so I tell people all the time, people say, no, don't, don't, don't say this. I still say it. I say, we're all sinners saved by grace. <laughs> Somebody said, well, I'm not a sinner. I'm a child of the most, I'm a child of the most high God. Well, I need you to understand something real quick. When God saved you, he did not save your flesh. Uh-oh, God didn't save your flesh. And, and how many of you all know that if we don't keep our flesh under subjection 24 hours a day, seven days a week, chances are we're going to sin. All right. And so when I accepted Jesus Christ and when you accepted him, it didn't make us sinless. It just make, made us sin less. <laughs> I, I need you all to get that. We're not sinless. All right. It just makes us sin less. And the closer we strengthen our relationship with God and the more we cling to God, as I preached on Sunday. All right. Then 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 that's when we are saved huh, from our past sins, present sins and our future sins, because we know that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of all unrighteousness. And so when we deal with the battle within, when we deal with the battle within, carrying our own burden, that's what I'm going to talk about, all, carrying our own burden, having to deal with what we have to deal with. I want you to know in dealing with it that one of the toughest, one of the toughest battles you will continually face in life is with yourself. <laughs> Uh-oh. I want to stay here for a few minutes. So you all kind of glanced at the slide and Write it. If you can't see it, uh, scroll over so it'll be big on your screen and you can take everybody else off. But one of the toughest battles you will continually fight in life is with yourself. Look at it. Your self-incrimination from an overactive conscience. Your self-incrimination from an overactive conscience. And I'm going to talk a little more about that later. Because when you look at an overactive conscience, it is also considered or also called a fear-based conscience. A fear-based conscience. It is, it is rooted, rooted in our feelings about morality fear of judgment, fear of others' opinions, <laughs> okay? And, and, and so that that's self-incriminating. That, that's a burden that we place on ourselves. I wonder what so-and-so, so-and-so think about me. Do they like me? Y'all better forget about what folk think about you. Your, 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 your biggest question ought to be, what does God thinks about, think about me? All right? And then when we deal with the fear of it, all right, fear-based conscience, it, it's your fear of rejection. We speak of rejection. We speak of elimination. We speak of denial. Some, some people live in, you, you're living in denial on certain things. What about the fear of, of failure, being disappointed, okay? fear, fear of breakdown, fear of collapse? 
How, how about the future? You'd be surprised at how many believers fear the future. And, and when you look at CNN and and and, and all these other uh, uh, news uh, uh, stations, if you're not careful, it'll create a spirit of fear. <laughs> People acting crazy and doing something. Listen, y'all, there's some things taking place now that we've never seen before. And for some people, that creates, that creates fear. But 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 how many of y'all know God is not, come on, giving us the spirit of fear? What about, what about your inner spiritual turmoil over reappearing sin? I don't want to talk to y'all tonight that's been glorified and been to heaven and come back and signed on the Bible study. I don't want to talk to y'all tonight. All right. I want to talk with some people who may be dealing with something. Think about it now. I'm talking about the inner spiritual turmoil over reappearing sin. Huh? Seems like the sin that keeps resurfacing, repeating returning okay and, 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 and so it's self incriminating when we have an overactive conscience you know an uh, overactive conscience is also it's almost the same as 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 obsession <laughs> i want y'all to get this tonight an overactive conscience is the same as obsession. Okay? What, 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 Pastor, what are you talking about? What, what are you talking about obsession? That's recurrent and persistent thoughts, impulses, or images that are experienced as intrusive and inappropriate and that cause significant anxiety or distress. Y'all, I'm gonna leave that on there for just, just, just for a few so that you all can get this tonight. It's a, it's a recurring, persist, persistent thoughts, impulses, images, that are experienced as intrusive and inappropriate that cause significant anxiety or distress. And so watch this, by, by definition, uh, uh, obsessions are, they are intrusive. So, 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 so obsessions can occur at any time usually at the exact time that the person does not want to be having those kinds of thoughts. Now watch this. And no matter what kind of thoughts they are, it could be thoughts of fear. Okay? But 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 it's intrusive because have you ever stopped and said, where did that come from? <laughs> where, where did that come from? All right, not only not only not only is it not only is it intrusive, but recurrent. It's it's persistent. In other words, they keep coming back even when you don't want them to come back. Okay, why 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 even while you sleep, Lord, why did I kill that person in my dream? Huh? Why did I kill that person in my dream? Why did I have that thought? Okay, because it's recurrent. It's 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 persistent. And then guess what? Now it's distressing. Obsessions are not pleasant, and 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 the person is distressed by them. Now, when we speak of, 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 when I speak of obsession, you know, some of y'all, you know, some of y'all could be obsessed to food, shopping. Uh, 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 there's a whole lot of things we could be obsessed with, but we just don't want to admit it. 
We don't want to admit it, but the Holy Ghost is going to help us here tonight. Because realistically, you have to understand, anytime we are obsessed with something, no matter what it is, that means that there's something going on on the inside of us. That's all it means. That means there's a battle within. All right. And so we try to, you know, we, 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 we don't want to deal with certain battles. And, and you know what? Be honest with you. Sometimes we don't know how to deal with it. So I'll just sit right here and I'll just eat these three pints of ice cream because the three pints of ice cream makes me feel good. Then I get through eating the three pints of ice cream. I got to have three candy bars because guess what? It just makes me feel good. When really, when really there's a battle within. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. I'm going to help. The Holy Ghost going to help somebody here tonight. And so it's intrusive. It's it's recurrent. It, it, it's persistent. It's it's distressing. Now, let me let me let me say this because I want to cover I want to cover all grounds because at times at times some of these some of these symptoms may be caused by clinical depression. I have to say that. See, see, can I help somebody here? We don't like to hear that word when it comes to church. We don't like to hear that word when it comes to being saved. Because we want to throw some scriptures at you real quick. You know, you know how we do, y'all. You know how we do. Whom the Son has set free. You are free indeed. All right. Snap out of it because we are more than conquerors through Jesus that loves us. Okay. And. But realistically, (laughs) at times, some of these symptoms are caused by clinical depression. When you look at the word depressed, when you look at the word depression, that just means despair. It it, 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 it means hopelessness. Do you all know that some believers, even though they believe in Jesus, they feel like all hope is gone? Now, somebody say, how can that be, Pastor? I'll tell you how that be, how, how that is. Because it's one thing to say it, but it's another thing to really believe it. All right, so it's just hopelessness. It's, it's, it's misery. It's, it's unhappiness. Show me a person that nothing makes them happy. Come on. I mean, nothing makes them happy. You give them a thousand dollars right now and they'll just smile and the smile they won't show their teeth okay sometimes it's clinical it's 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 <laughs> and so in addition it it is quite common for depression to occur along with ocd or some other uh, psychotic disorder and you know what i discovered that i put a letter behind everything now and you guys hear me say all the time, and you better not laugh at me, but I think something's been wrong with some of us a long time. They just couldn't figure out what was wrong with us. <laughs> now, y'all know good and well something had to be wrong with me when I was walking to school and I take five steps forward and four steps backwards. Something was wrong with me. I don't care what y'all say. Now, they didn't diagnose nothing or anything like that. But it took me all day just to get to school. <laughs> Something wrong with me walking to school and just in the middle. Why are y'all laughing at me? <laughs> in the middle of walking to school, just do a cartwheel for no reason at all. Or just be walking and do a backflip. Just, just, just for no reason at all. Something was wrong. <laughs> Sister Carla, something was wrong with me. Okay, so so if you find yourself doing weird stuff for no reason at all, come on, call the pastor. He's gonna pray for you. Then let's go make some appointments. Y'all ain't gonna y'all ain't gonna talk back here to me. I'm waiting on Jesus. No, 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 no. That's the reason why he 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 gives doctors and 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 different types of people the knowledge that they have. <laughs> 
And then what you do is you take what they have or whatever vice they give you and you, you align it with the word of God. Oh, I wish I had some help in here. Amen. 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 And, and so when we deal with obsessions, now, now part of obsession is there's a battle that's going on inside of us. We need to figure out what it is. Stop trying to fight everybody else's battle. Right now, work on yours. We haven't even saw, we have not even resolved some of our own issues. You can't resolve somebody else's issue and you ain't resolved your own issue. I'm trying to tell you what this scripture is saying here tonight. <laughs> okay? And so, and so obsession, obsession can take the form. Here it is, of thoughts, ideas. Come on, uh, saying something like, I think I might have committed the unpardonable sin. Okay, thought or idea. I I think I'm not, I I don't think I'm saved. Okay. Uh, It can come in images. Okay, intrusive pictures of violent, oh, even sexual or blasphemous things. Come on, come on, come on, stay with me. You know, you might say, why did I dream about him the other night? Why? I I barely know his name. Images. Okay, how about impulses, impulses? The feeling that you you might say a cuss word out loud in church. We've had that happen. (laughs) Think about it. Impulses. Uh, 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 Because guess what? Whatever's in you, it's going to what? It's going to come out. Okay. I I had a preacher friend of mine. I couldn't take him nowhere with me too much around other people because I was afraid. I was afraid he'd get to laughing and talking and, 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 and then go to cussing. I couldn't take him with me. <laughs> okay, so so it's thoughts, it's ideas, it's images, it's it's impulses. And, and, and here's the thing, here's the thing, here's the thing when it comes when it comes to uh being obsessed, when it comes to obsession. It's important to know that everyone, uh uh-oh, everyone has occasional obsessions. Come on here, somebody. Some of y'all was obsessed with scandal. (laughs) You almost knew every episode. You could repeat it by heart. You knew. You wouldn't miss it. Ooh, I got to get to see scandal. That's obsession. Come on, somebody. Anytime you lock the kid up in the closet so that they can be quiet during your movie, that's obsession. Some folk is obsessed with sports. Somebody put guilty, but I ain't going to say who it was. That's all right. That's how you get free. Sometimes we could be obsessed with sports. Come on here, somebody. And, and, And so all of us, occasionally okay experience that but the question have to be why it's really not that we like a thing so much really not that we like a thing that much there's a battle within Somebody said, I hope y'all got your Bibles. Y- y- y'all got your Bibles? Y'all got your Bibles? Y'all got your Bibles? You're going to need to go to your Bibles now. You're going to need to go to your Bibles. Because it doesn't matter how saved you think you are. Okay, You can have a very uh, a dedicated prayer life. You, you can love God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your might. Everything that's within you and still have to fight the battle 
within. Still have to fight the battle within. I don't mean to be the bearer of bad news, but as long as you stay on the face of this earth, we're going to be fighting the battle. Now, I know know somebody got spiritual. I felt your spirit. Yeah, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against, you know, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) Wickedness in high places and this, that, and the other. Sometimes the reason we're not fighting that battle is because we're trying to fight the battle that's within us. You, you, you can't, you, 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 you can't be walking down the street and somebody jump on you and you fighting to get them off of you. And then you see them jump on me and, and you try to help fight my battle. You can't do it. <laughs> okay. But you know what? Here's encouraging thing. The encouraging thing is this, that it happened to the best. Uh, 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 check it out. Check it out. Let, let, let's put some Bible on it real quick. Let's put some Bible on it real quick. Paul spoke of being perplexed. Do you know what perplexed mean? <laughs> it means confused. All right. He spoke of being perplexed. Baffled. Puzzled, bewildered. We're talking about. I'm talking about the Apostle Paul, the great servant of the Lord. All right, he 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 was he was even despairing of life. Now his battle. Remember, he said, "Wretched, oh wretched man that I am." Remember, Paul said, "The things I know to do, those are the things I find myself not doing." And, 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 and the things I'm not supposed to do, uh, those are the things I end up doing. And then he came to the conclusion. You guys know the story. He, he said, there's a war going on. And where was the war? It was in his members. It was inside of him. The war was inside of him. And so con- consequently, he had to say, oh, wretched man that I am. Who shall deliver me? Have you ever got to the point sometime in life you just say, Lord, well, I, here's my prayer. Sometimes I know the time I had to pray. God, I know I ain't no good. You know what? And, I, and that's scripture. I used to say, God, I know I'm no good. That's scripture because Paul says there's no good thing. No good thing in our flesh. All right. So, 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 so Paul's perplexed. So somebody, you may feel perplexed. You may be bewildered. You may be a little confused about what's going on around here. I'm going to have some good news for you in a few minutes. All right. You continue to hold on to God. Paul was there. We've all been there. What about brother Jonah? Y'all know brother Jonah, don't you? Go to Jonah, the fourth chapter. That's in the Old Testament, by the way. Go to Jonah, the fourth chapter. Go to Jonah, the fourth chapter. I told y'all it's in the Old Testament. I can't find it. I wanted to be in Bible study tonight with y'all. Jonah, the fourth chapter. Somebody have it? Somebody have Jonah, the fourth chapter, verse number uh, verse number eight. Unmute if you have it and read it real quick. Jonah, the fourth chapter, verse number eight. And thou, O tower of the flock, the stronghold of the daughter of Zion, unto thee shall it come. Is that Jonah? Is that Jonah? Jonah, Jonah 4 and 8. Yes. And it came to pass when the sun did arise that God prepared a venomous, venomous east wind and the sun beat up upon the head of Jonah that he fainted and wished in himself to die and said, it is better for me to die than to live. 
Y'all see that? You all see that? Here we have a man of God that he had told him to go down. Y'all know the story. Told him to go down to Nineveh and preach. And he was a runaway prophet. Jonah's a runaway prophet. All right. And God, how many of y'all know when you, when you run from God, you're going to have to suffer some consequences. <laughs> and, and, and God may call you to do certain things that you really don't want to do. But listen, when God calls you to do something, you take off running. Uh, 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 trouble is coming your way. All right. And, 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 and so in, in that eighth verse, God had prepared a vehement east wind and the sun beat upon the head of Jonah. Jonah got hot. <laughs> OK, he got so hot that the text says that he did what? He fainted. Now, there's Jonah's laid out and wished in himself to die and said, it is better for me to die than to live. We're talking about the prophet of God. Wishing to die. How many of y'all know that ain't about the trick of the enemy? Make people feel like all hope is gone. During this pandemic, it is said that uh, 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 it, it is said that there's more, the suicide rate have just skyrocketed. Uh, 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 young people are trying to commit suicide. Somebody was telling me just today, I believe it was or yesterday, that I think this was the close to um, Whitney Houston's anniversary death or something. And some young people were trying to kill themselves the way she died in a bathtub. Come on, there's a there's a battle that's going on in people. Okay? And, and it's not just, I'm going to say it, it's not just people that don't know God. You'll be surprised. Come on, uh, uh, Google it. Pastors who have committed suicide. We're talking about pastors. We're talking about those who are supposed to be on the watchtower. Now, 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 watch this. I'm not condemning them. I'm not condoning what they've what they've done, but I'm not condemning them. I need y'all to hear me. I'm not going to shake my finger at them and say, shame on them. And the reason I'm not going to do that is because you don't know what they were experiencing. Oh, I felt somebody's spirit. It don't matter what you experience in this life. You're not supposed to take your life. I agree with you. But before I point my finger at that individual, well, you better say, God, I thank you that I'm in my right mind, that I'm not being tormented. I don't know. Some of y'all may have experienced being tormented in your mind. Maybe you have. And if you have, watch this. If you have, then you're the, you're the person that God want to use to help somebody else who's been tormented in their mind, that's been battling certain things while we're so worried about other people's opinions. Okay? He who think himself to be more than he is. I think that's a part of the text. He basically said, you make a fool out of yourself because if it wasn't for the grace of God, it wasn't for the faithfulness of God, it would be you and I. Jonah wanted to die. Somebody give me, somebody get me 1 Kings 9 and 4. 1 Kings 9 and 4. You'll see another, watch this, another prophet of God. 1 Kings 9 and 4. When you get it, just unmute. Start reading. And if thou will walk before me as David thy father walked in integrity. Is that right? Is that 1 Kings 9 and 4? 1 Kings 9 and 4. Yes. All right. Keep reading then. <laughs> okay. It says, um, I'll start over. And if thou wilt walk before me as David thy father walked, in integrity of heart and in uprightness to do according to all that I have commanded thee, 
and I will keep my statutes and my judgment. All right, that's, that is the right. I'm sorry, First Kings 19 and 4. Oh, okay. 19. You go ahead and read it, Sister uh, Marguerite. I'm sorry, First Kings 19 and 4. Okay. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a juniper tree and he requested for himself that he might die and said, it is enough. Now, O oh Lord, take away my life for I am not better than my father. Did you hear what she just read, y'all? Do you see what you're reading there? Prophet of God, Elijah, one who had been used by God to perform miracles. Now he is sitting under a juniper tree wishing that God would take his life. He had gone through a whole lot of stuff in his life and, and, and somebody unmute and tell me why he under that juniper tree. How come he want to die at this point in his life? Quick. He's heavenly burdened. Why is he burdened? He was being pursued. Who was he being pursued by? Jezebel. Jezebel. That's what I wanted to hear. Jezebel, girl. She wanted to kill him. Jezebel wanted to kill him. So now he's running for his life because Jezebel wants to kill him. And now he wants to die. <laughs> Look at, look at, look at. <laughs> Something wrong here. Because his prayer, his prayer, uh, just like Jonas, did not speak well of him. Prophet of God. First of all, in his petition, in the prayer, here's what he basically said. He said, it is enough. I've had enough. Uh-oh. Without the show of hands, don't show no hands. But how many of you all have declared at one time or another, it is enough? Watch what you say. Because what preceded the, what preceded the take my life away, okay, was it is enough. I can't take no more. Don't speak that. Don't speak it. There's life. Life and death is in the what? Power of the tongue. Quit speaking that you're broke. You're going to always be broke. Quit speaking that you're sick. You're going to always be sick. In the midst of your sickness, you got to, you have to speak healing. In the midst of your brokenness, you have to speak that my God shall supply every one of my needs. That's where the battle comes in on the inside. It ain't always some type of sin. Sometimes the devil just trying to convince you that you're not going to make it. That Watch this. When the devil try to convince you that you're not going to make it, that, that, that creates fear. <laughs> Come on. Fear of the unknown. Fear of what if I lose my job? Some, some of y'all going to work every day scared, fearing. You got a job. Stop fearing. Wait till you lose it. Then let's move on to something else. Y'all ain't got to talk back here to me. Take no thought of tomorrow. I mean, there's plenty of scriptures. Why? Because God, okay, he's there. And so Elijah says, it is enough. He says, take away my life. So basically what Elijah was doing, he was quitting. Can I help y'all here tonight? You cannot quit on God. <laughs> the consequences are too dangerous to quit on God. You may give up on other people, but do not give up on God. Now notice something. Notice something. Even as I begin to read that prayer, read this verse, the prayer. Elijah asked God basically to kill him. Now watch this. Really, he basically wants God to take away my life. He wants God to kill him. He didn't really want to die. Because if he really wanted to die, he could have stayed in Israel and Jezebel would have gladly accommodated his wish. 
<laughs> think about it. You're running for your life. Then you turn around and say, God, take my life. Just stay where you're at. Wait on Jezebel. She, she gave you your wish. Sometimes we say things and we really don't mean it. And I'm going to tell y'all something. Be careful what you ask God for. Because you'll be surprised how quick he'll answer you. And then he'll leave you standing there at the road of decision, trying to make up your mind, but you the one that asked God for it. So be careful what you ask God for. Come on, somebody say amen. Come on, let's, let's, let's deal with it. Uh, number four, Moses approached burnout. Moses approached burnout. All right, just write this scripture down. Exodus, the 18th chapter. We're not going to read it all, but it's, it's the 13th through uh, the 20th verse. Exodus, the 18th chapter, is the 13th through the 20th verse. But the 18th verse is what you want to pay, pay close attention to. Because the 18th verse 17th verse says, and Moses' father-in-law said unto him, I want y'all to get this here, said unto him, the thing that thou dost is not good. And then in verse 18, he says, thou will surely wear away. In other words, you're going to wear yourself out. Both thou and this people that is with thee. For this thing is too heavy for thee. Thou art not able to perform it thyself alone. Now you have to read the other verses up above that to understand what he was referring to. But I think this word is for somebody tonight. You, 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 the thing is too heavy for you. You get ready to run yourself crazy trying to figure this thing out. It's too heavy for you. It's too heavy. Pastor, but I can do all things through Christ that is too heavy. <laughs> because there are some battles that don't belong to us. The battle is not yours. It belongs to God. It's too heavy for you. You're not able to do it alone. You're not as young as you used to be. <laughs> Come on. I used to tell people all the time. Brother Chris, I used to tell people I can make money and never stop my car. There was a day I could do that. Now I can start my car, go in the bank, and still don't come out with no money. Things have changed. You can no longer do it alone. You're going to wear yourself out. I need y'all to think about it. Think about it. You're not able to do it. So Moses was approaching burnout. And, and, and here's the thing, not just uh, naturally, but this was spiritually what he was doing. Saints, how many of y'all know you could burn yourself out spiritually? You can. Now I see y'all, I see y'all. Well, maybe that must be wrong with me. I'm burned out spiritually. You ain't done enough yet to be burned out spiritually. You ain't done enough. No, you ain't done enough. Mm -mm. If you burned out, it ain't spiritually. Okay. But but in all seriousness, the load is too heavy. It's too great. You're going to wear yourself out. And uh, you can't do it alone. So then, pastor, pastor, pastor. What is the answer to bearing my own load of oppressive? And, we, and, we, and when we speak of oppressive, we speak of overbearing, harsh faults. 
Well, what if I escape to some island? What if I just what if I just go to some island and don't tell nobody where I've gone? Somebody said, that sounds good. That's all I need. No, it ain't. Because guess what? When you get on the island, you still have to face yourself. <laughs> A lot of time, beloved, is not the people around us. Sometimes it's us. So what is the answer? What is the answer? Pastor, what is the answer? Well, I have it for you. I have it in a very familiar passage of scripture that all of us probably can just quote. You can just quote it. It's in your heart. You already know it. Well, what is it, Pastor? The answer is Jesus. Matthew 11 and, and, and 28, 29. Now watch this. I'm going to open your eyes in this text here now. He says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you what? Rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me for I am meek and lowly in heart and ye shall find, watch this, rest for your souls. Now I need to help y'all because we've been taking this out of context to a certain degree of, of the original meaning of this text. Did you not know that this particular text is the instruction regarding discipleship. It's the instruction, the teaching, the training regarding discipleship. It's, it's, both, it's both the making salvation of a disciple and the ministry service of the disciple. That's what's being addressed here. Now, watch this. So he's saying, if you read the other verses prior to, that's why it's always very important. Don't just jump on one verse. This is really invitation to the sinner. Come unto me. All ye that uh, labor and are heavy laden. In other words, you're laboring because of sin. But that's what it means. You're laboring because of sin. This has nothing to do with you working 12 hours a day. Well, Jesus said, just come to me and I'll give you rest. No, if you work 14 hours a day, that's not what this scripture means. If you work, you just need to go to bed, cover your head and go to sleep. Because once again, you need to understand he's not speaking of physical rest. And it says it in the latter part of verse 29. And ye shall find rest unto your souls. That's the key word right there. All right. You're going to find rest unto your souls. But, but, but but what I love about God's word is because of the fact that it is alive, it's still alive. And, and we do know that we can come to Jesus. All right, you're already saved. You've already accepted him into your life. Now he's your mediator. He's your go-between. And so now we know he is the solution to every heartache. Hey, have God had to mend somebody's broken heart before? He, he's a solution to every dilemma, every unsolvable problem, every disappointment. He is the solution. He's the solution to the deepest loneliness. Ah, uh, you're not alone. I'll be with you always, even until the end of, of the world. You're not alone. He's a solution to your deepest loneliness. Jesus, he frees people 
from all of these burdens, he'll set you free. And then how many of y'all know whom the son sets free? You're free indeed. He'll set you free. Somebody might want to take a picture of that slide. <laughs> that he is the solution. He glory. He has the answer to all of your questions. He can soothe all your doubts, calm every last one of your fears. I don't care what it is. Come to him. You don't have to fight the battle all by yourself, whatever the battle is. Whatever you're dealing with, whatever the disorder may be, my God, God is able to do it. I'm almost finished. I'm getting ready to let y'all go. But the rest that Jesus promises is the rest that he promised. Not that you're going to be snoring. Not that you're going to have spit running down your mouth. That ain't the rest he's talking about. The rest that Jesus promised is love, healing, and peace with God. How many of y'all know when you know you have peace with God, you can, you can, you find rest. Even in the midst of turmoil, everything can be falling apart around you. Everything can be crumbling right around you. But when you have the promise of God's love and his healing and his peace with God, it's not the end of all labor. It's not the end of all labor. Relationship with God changes. Meaningless. Worrisome toil into spiritual productivity and purpose. Some of us run from the time we get up to the time we lay down. How productive are we? Think about it, saints. It means that we have a relationship with God. And when we really have that relationship with God, it changes what we do. Whatever we do, we find a way to tell people about God in the midst of if you're baking cookies for a job. You, you better find a scripture about baking cookies. <laughs> Make it meaningful. Hmm? Then it's not so worrisome. Everyone pastor say, one pastor say, you know, I'm be, I've been working harder. My God, I've been working harder since this pandemic, since we ain't been able to go in the physical building. I said, me too, but I'm enjoying what I'm doing. <laughs> it brings meaning, purpose. to everything that we do. Let me close. Have you ever, have you ever just crawled up on Jesus's lap? <laughs> have you just buried your head in his shoulders and wept? That's all some of y'all need. That's all some of y'all need. Crawl up in his lap. Jesus' lap. Bury your shoulders and just weep. Pour, pour, pour out your soul to him. He already knows. You can't hide it from him. And he's the only one really that can help you. Because if I'm supposed to bear my burden, you're supposed to bear your burden. I can pray for you. I can encourage you. But I cannot carry your burden. And when you all learn that, you can't carry other people's burdens. Sometimes you just got to pray and leave it alone. Just watch God work. Don't worry yourself about it. Don't lose your hair and turn gray and bags all underneath your eyes. For what? For what? Crawl up in his lap. Bury your head in his shoulders. 
and just weep. Pour out your heart to God. It is doubtful that any psychology or any self-help books in the world can give you the peace and release that true intimacy with the Lord Jesus affords. If I could just only apply everything that I read. (laughs) Some of y'all might be like me. You might be like me. The reason I can't apply everything I read because half the time I don't remember what I read. (laughs) So you might be like me. They can't give you what? The peace and the release that true intimacy with the Lord Jesus affords. One more thing to say and I'm finished. It is as if he says to us, as he said in the Holy Script, Jesus says, how often I wanted to gather you together the way a hen gathers her chicks under her wings and you were unwilling. That's what he told them. That's what he told them. And when our inclination is to turn to everyone but him, here's what he says. Here's what he says, and it's written in the book. Your house is being left to you desolate. He said, when you don't trust me, when you try to do it on your own, when you try to compare yourself with other people, when you worry about what other people think about you, you won't come under the shadows of the Almighty. He said, your house will be left to you desolate. Well, I'm done tonight. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I'm finished. I'm finished. The battle's on the inside. It's on the inside. Whether it's anxiety, whether it's fear, whether it's depression, whether it's just heavy burdens, Your solution is Jesus. Cast all your cares upon him. He careth just for you. He will never forsake you. He will never let you down. We may lose some stuff. That's all right. One thing I know, God never let you lose without giving you something much better. He'll give you a double for all your trouble when you trust him and lean on him. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. Now, God, I share with your people what you placed on my heart to share today. You declare that your word would not go forth void, but it will accomplish what you set out for it to accomplish. God, I pray for everyone that's under the sound of my voice. You know them, God. You made them. You know they're going out. You know when they come back in. You know they're uprising, God. You know they're down settings. You know every situation that they face in life. I rebuke now that spirit of fear. I rebuke depression. I rebuke anxiety. I rebuke the heavy burdens that will come to try God, to distract your children, to cause us to lose focus on why we're here, purpose of you creating us in the first place. I rebuke the spirit of heaviness 
in the name of Jesus. And God, I release the spirit of peace and joy, knowing God that you are in control of every situation and that you fight our battles for us. The battle don't belong to us, it belongs to you. God, that is not by power nor by might, but it's by your spirit, God. Help us to operate in your spirit, with your spirit, in the name of Jesus. God, as we cast our cares upon you, we don't doubt, but we totally trust in you. Open up a door, make a way, God. Hallelujah. Somebody need healing in their body tonight. Touch them, God. Touch them. Touch them. Touch them right now as I pray. Let them declare that I am healed as you manifest yourself in a mighty way. Somebody need a financial blessing, God. Bless them now. Cat up on a thousand heel belong to you. Bless them now, God. Open up a door, make a way. In the name of Jesus. We thank you, God, and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.